All right. Well, welcome back to another re-education experience podcast. We are getting very close for those that have followed me through this journey to number 50. Today's episode will actually be number 49. So, oh my gosh, we've been doing this a while. And uh, the person on today's podcast is somebody that I've known for a long time. And honestly, when I built this concept. It was one of the first people that I thought that I should bring on. And somehow along the journey, you and I just haven't. We've connected in other ways. We've connected in, in, in my Redline office. We've connected within the Thrive Not Survive world. And we used to connect back in the day when you were in a production. So uh, today I've got a master coach for women in real estate. Uh, she is a former top producer in the industry in my local market of Calgary. So again, that's where we first met, met each other. I'd also like to say she's got this, she's, I would say, a curator of like real estate life by design. And this idea that like you can do real estate differently is something that I continue to see in her coaching, her messaging, her mindset, and through the lives of the incredible women she's coaching. I just see that thread. And I don't know if you if you if you've heard that before, but I I continue to feel it. She's of course. Uh, a mother, and how lot you have to tell me how old your little one is. Um, wife and uh, incredible boss lady at this point just crushes it. So um, she, uh, like I said, she was an agent in my local market, and I was able to watch her rise through the ranks of production just really fast. She got up to speed. She off she went. All of a sudden, she was uh, got. Uh, interviewed and, and asked to join one of the top coaching companies in the world. And of course, has taken this leap for the last many years now into like elite level coaching. And so I just, it's been awesome watching your journey as we've done this. So again, welcome to the show, Elise Montgomery. Wow, Darren, thank you. Thank you so much. And I have so much respect for what you're doing and the voice that you're bringing to the local market and how you're shaking things up. You're such a disruptor in the coolest way. So I'm so grateful to be here and have this conversation. Oh, thanks for that. Yeah, I never actually put my name beside that uh, that term, but uh, all we know is what we know, right? We mm -hmm. just do what we do. So uh, I, I appreciate the, the commentary. So we're going to cover a bunch of stuff today because when you're speaking with uh, somebody with Elisa's experience and with the people she's been uh, has the honor to coach and support, couple that with my experience from an agent-facing perspective, We've got a lot of angles you and I could go down. And uh, I know we had a little preamble before this. And I said, well, we'll take them on a bit of a journey. Um, now, I wanted to just premise something. Of course, the niche that Elise has decided to build out is focused on real estate coaching for women. Um, that's just her choice. Now, there's so many parallels. So if you are not a woman listening to this podcast, please just know we are going to unpack so much incredible value for you. You'd be silly to use that and pop off of this because of how much parallels. And again, that's just a niche. We should all be picking a niche. Speaking of that, why did you go that way? When you were you were you and I first connected and you had actually passed me a referral from a coaching perspective and you said, you know, I'm going to go down this path. And I know many of us in real estate consider going down this general realtor world and we mm -hmm. think we can serve everything. Mm -hmm. And coaching could be the very same, but you made a, a pretty quick move, I think, to, to, to go very niche. I love for you to expand on that and then we can parlay that into how maybe we could support agents to go down that same path. Yeah, I love that. So the reason why I took a stand for working with women was I was coaching everybody and I saw such a massive need in the market. So women in real estate do things differently right? There's different needs, there's different expectations, there's different pressures, and they weren't being addressed through the coaching and training that exists in the real estate world. So if you look at it, most, like the majority of realtors are women, but most of the training and coaching, who leads it? Ma. Right? So there was a clash there, and I saw the type of training that they were getting was pushing them further and further away from their goals, making them shut down, making them feel overwhelmed, beating up their confidence, rather than what it could be doing to really empower them to go after big, crazy goals that they never thought possible before. So 
I wanted to be that voice in the market that could take a stand for women really getting after something exceptional and doing things in a way that makes sense for them. So really leaning on their strengths, lighting them up, finding their passions um, and allowing them to explore that in a way that maybe they haven't before. Love it. Now that could be scary because you even went taking the leap from top producer to coach. You then you build yeah. a clientele, just like any of us out there selling real estate. We build a clientele and it takes time to build that momentum and create the cash flow. So you basically just shut off half the market and said, <laughs> okay, right. I'm trying to build my business. Right. And of course, uh, we all have, uh, you know, debt requirements and everything else to do with life. So I mean, tell me about how that then catapulted the next path for you. Yeah. So it's interesting because I have this core belief that if you are really lit up about what you're doing, it has the chance to just be exponential, right? If you're following your passion, if you're following what you're really, really lit up about, there's no stopping you. There's no holding you back. I knew I was onto something because I had experienced the same thing and I was hearing it through all my female clients. So I had that base already. I knew it was there. Right. Um, but if I could grab onto building a business that just delighted me first, right. And really taking a stand for what I was passionate about and what I wanted to express in the world, always that gets you 10 times further ahead than what if you're doing only what you think you should be or what you're told you should do in the market. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad you brought that up because leading Redline over the years, we've had an incredible strong group of women mm -hmm. and they continue to like, you know, match or surpass the, the men. And there's always at least half of the top 10 are, are powerful Redline women. Mm -hmm. But I have heard that over and over again with me and, and Brett leading uh, it was, there was never a female voice, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, and I'm glad you're servicing that, right? It, it's, it's such, it is such a need and there is a difference. Now for a realtor though, if we yeah. flip this right off to like value for the agent, yeah, I mean, picking a niche and going deeper, is that something you coach often within your crew? So I think it's interesting because instead of focusing on what's your niche, what's your niche, what's your niche and boxing someone in, what if you ask the question of what do you really, really want? What does your ideal business actually look like? And give them the space to answer that question. We are filled with so many shoulds in this industry. It's so disgusting and so exhausting. Like we're told we have to do all of these things or we're a dinosaur, we're obsolete. You know, you better catch up with the times. You better do X, Y, Z or else. But what if you don't want to do those things? What if that's not meant for you? What if you have different ideas that would lead to an even bigger outcome, right? So really getting clear on what you really want to do and building up a business that lights you up first and really looking at what are the pieces in my business that are ultimately just shoulds where I feel like I have to do these because I've been told at every single training for the past year, five years that I should, but is that what you really want to do? Or are you just, you know, going on autopilot going by default right? yeah yeah so giving yourself permission to analyze that question can be really game-changing what are some when you say the word i like i don't think i've ever heard of it in that way like the shoulds mm -hmm. what are some shoulds that you think a lot of people by default are just doing and not asking that question are there things that as you're coaching these these ladies that are continue to come up i i thought i should be doing this i thought i should be doing that anything that come to mind when i bring that up Oh my God. Yes. How long do we have? <laughs> so I should have a social media channel. I should have a YouTube channel. I should have an Instagram account. I should have a Facebook group. I should be doing groups on Facebook. I should be running web leads, all these different things. I should have this huge platform of a website. You know, I should have these marketing expenses, all these different shoulds that we think are just obligatory at this point in our industry. But are they really like I have a lot of ladies that I coach that have, you know, hugely successful businesses, multiple, multiple six figures and, you know, maybe have a website. So we can question everything and really dig into, but what do you really want to do? What would really light you up? And that changes your whole business model. I mean, as you say that, that's like every bit of coaching and, and video mm -hmm. put out by anybody recently is just like all those shoulds and it's pulling people down those paths, mm -hmm. right? You and I talked that I was just at an event recently and again, 
all of the content was related to those shoulds that you just mm -hmm. shared, which you and I know in, in, in coaching sessions, there's people making half a million who barely have a CRM. Exactly. Right. But nobody talks about that. Nobody talks about that. It's not sexy. It doesn't sell. Right. Um, but it's so interesting. And I, that doesn't mean that those pieces don't work. And like, if that's for you, if you love YouTube, if you love TikTok, go for it, wholeheartedly go for it. Everything works, but what's going to work for you is the pieces that light you up. What are some of the, when you talk about ideal business, most of us mm -hmm. think, well, I want to make this much money. Right. If I make this much money, I'm happy. Like as a realtor, I keep saying this over again. We have like one of the lowest average income earners out of all professions, yet we have this untapped potential. So the disparity between the, the rich realtors and the average is huge. Mm -hmm. Right. So carving out your ideal business, are there some questions you generally start with when somebody needs to like even be curious enough to answer that and not just go by default? Yeah. So even going back to that question, what do I really want? It comes back to what does that lifestyle look like? Mm. Right. And I really love to challenge the norm. So there's this expectation that work and income are so tightly tied together in real estate, right? Like we have these weird expectations, like I'm available 24 seven, call me whenever. How ridiculous, how right. outdated, Right vacation what's that days off what's that like it's so insane that we think this way so what do you really want can also look like lifestyle as well um, and it's interesting because by declaring what you really want and having those boundaries typically what I find with my coaching clients is their income shoots up because their confidence shoots up because they have such cool boundaries in place mm. I mean who's the biggest issue with somebody when somebody's getting in this business and they see all this other people, it's hustle culture, it's all these other sure, things, it's our sure. peers, yeah. it's probably even our spouses oftentimes to be like, you know, like time on the clock means money in the bank type of thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, I mean, how does somebody crack that to say, you know what, I do want to create this kind of life by design. Is there any kind of like mindset? I know mindset's a big piece for you to be like, how do you get past this? Yeah, absolutely. It, so I'll give you a story that I think like really solidified this for me. It was a turning point for me. So when I was first starting real estate, little chicken nugget, I looked like I was 12 straight out of university. It was ridiculous. Um, back when they had fax machines, the good old days. <laughs> yeah. So I was, it was one of my first transactions and I'm waiting at the fax machine. Do you remember those days? Like how? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sitting at the fax machine in the office. It was like midnight insane before I had coaching and knew better. And there was a top producer that I just really looked up to. She was female, one of the top agents at my company. Like I really looked up to her. It was so inspiring to see what she was doing in terms of production. So I'm waiting at the fax machine. She comes into the office and she has um, a little wagon with milk crates filled with files, packed with files. And I look at her and I'm like, what are you doing here? Like, it's midnight. What is going on? She's like, well, my appointments are done for the day. I'm going to start doing my paperwork now. And I thought, if this is success, I don't want any part of that. Right. Right. And it hit me so hard. So it allowed me that moment really solidified me questioning these standards that we have in our industry and looking at, but why is that true? Can we do it differently? Can we break up this relationship that we have with really hard work and hustle culture, meaning big income? Can we do it differently and look at simplifying our business? And this also ties back to the shoulds, mm. right? If we eliminated some of those shoulds that maybe are just busy work, make work projects, would we have more time to have concentrated effort on the things that make us more money so we're working less? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, that uh, I, I think if somebody left this podcast and just went and what just puts that list of them, the shoulds that you think you have, and what do you do? You do cross the next, this next side of the paper and, and do you ask yourself, 
you know, why am I believing this? Like, mm-hmm. you know, what, you know what I mean? Right. In a sense to like compare the two or are we equipped with that? Or do we probably need some coaching to walk through that? Because so many of us are, like you said, on autopilot and default, and we'd likely keep too many of those shoulds around unless we had some advice and mentorship. Is that fair to say? I think that's totally fair to say. I think that if you're curious about that question, you can even start looking at if I wanted to make multiple six figures and I was only given part-time hours, what would stay and what would go? Ooh, that's a good one. Right. Just to get down to what really, really matters. And then if you choose to add other pieces after that, amazing, cool, awesome. But just to narrow it down and simplify it into what are those key components? If I was only given whatever, 20 or 30 hours a week to make 400, 500, what would I do? And I bet it would likely be a lot different than what you're doing right now. Yeah, it makes sense. What are some of the things you've seen most people start to strike away to be like, you know, where, you know, I mean, as you're seeing these agents, like you said, when you focus you on a less amount of things, what are some of the quickest things? And I you know maybe this is a bit, uh, you know, just to put that out there, it could be a little bit like concerning. You always want to caveat it, but like, what are some of the, like, you can probably strike this out if you're trying to, you know, drive some growth in your business. And it's probably distracting you more than supporting you. What are those like most likelies that you're hearing a lot? Mm, That's such a good question. There's so many once you start to get aware. And if you want an exercise, like just look at your calendar, look back at the past week. So some people will have a tendency to overcommit to things like accountability groups or trainings. Mm where we get so many ideas constantly and then we're so overwhelmed and we'll kind of sort of start a bunch of different things. Right. Right. So even looking at that, like how many training programs and accountability groups and meetings and things like that are you doing, but never executing on. Um, And then, which is kind of eye-opening to see. Yeah. Scary. (laughs) Yeah. And then the other one is how many lead sources do you have in your business and do you need that many? right are we being pulled in so many different directions when we can really just simplify it to earn even more and have that growth and stability that you're looking for and really get good at doing less but better totally i I mean i I think i use the term often unfinished bridges right Mm, like you're just mm -hmm. like on the way there and then there's this like cantilever overhang to nothing Right. Yeah. And we have all of them. I, I mean, sometimes I find myself thinking of this when I look at my Google tabs open mm-hmm. and then you'll leave these tabs open that you think you're going to go back to, i.e. that potential sign up for that course or that webinar I should attend. And all of a sudden you've got, you know, 42 open tabs and yeah. it's just like one little microcosm of like what's probably going around in your head, um, which is causing maybe not a lot of action. Right. That is the most engineering way to describe (laughs) real estate but yes absolutely I love that so much that's so hilarious (laughs) see this is why you need a combo of you and me right you can't (laughs) there we go there we go (laughs) Uh, goodness well I want to ask you a couple questions around what you're finding among all of this right now um, about what's working for realtors and if we think about it kind of tangibly I know it takes a while to unpack some of the stuff inside of an individual's base, uh, like business, one-on-one, which you do with your clients and even in your group settings that you do in your masterminding. But if I were to say what's working today for realtors from what you're seeing when we relate to database, where does your head go when I say that? Yeah, so it's so interesting because this industry has and always will be a relationship industry. But that's where a ton of fear lies, right? Really solidifying and continuing and fostering those strong relationships contains a ton of fear, right? That's where I hear all the objections. Oh, but it's been two years. How can I reach out to my past client? All these things that we have, right? Oh, I'm going to be this salesy, pushy, aggressive, gross person, right? We have all these objections that come up, but really, truly, it's a relationship business. And what works is connecting with people right? Whatever that looks like for you, having that connection and building up that database is gold. 
always has been and always will be. It's so funny how we get so caught up in everything else, but it'll always come back to relationships and how strong those are. See, us as realtors, I find we're always looking for that that, that lead in. What's the messaging? So I don't sound that way, but I think they forget they just have to continue being a person on the other end. Is it not like to, to, to know that there's a care factor? If they're considered your database, mm-hmm. does that not mean you believe they mutually value you and you value them? So how can, how can we not just have a real relationship? And is that kind of where you're going? Like just foster yeah. that without the real estate you know lead in is that fair totally be a human first absolutely and people are so smart and sophisticated like they know when you're following a script they know when you're being salesy they know when you have a different intention right so if you just focus on the connection it's wild to see how quickly your business can grow and the thing the thing with real estate too that's so funny is if we look at our income goal, for example, and you translate that into how many people that means that you get to work with throughout the year and serve at a really high level. It's really a small number overall when you think about it. We build up these lead sources that can accommodate tens of thousands of people, right? These public platforms. But when we really look at our goal number, it's you know typically under a hundred people that we're working with and that comes from relationships. So if the relationships aren't strong, all the other pieces will wobble anyway. And even that, just the overwhelm that like feel, I, if I'm like listening, I almost feel like drop. It's like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. not so bad, right? right. Um, but uh, but we'll like be doing what you and I are right now behind a computer, you know, and, and almost like nervous to just be humans and, and and connect rather than we think I'm a realtor and a realtor ch- and that changes who I should be. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting transition. Right. And that can come with a ton of relief once you get some practice at it's OK to just be a human and mm-hmm. be real and connect with people and leave all the salesiness to the side. So would you say then, is there a theme there with a lot of what you when you coach mm-hmm. um, the ability to use social media? isn't so much as a growth platform, but more so as a connection tool. Is that, is that where you generally like to like advise before people maybe are ready to go play growth? Cause growth is a different attack point than what I use the term maintenance with my database. Right. Sure. Yeah. So I think it can, it definitely serves a purpose and can be so powerful, but it's like a marketing tool. So, you know, if you go down the funnel of how, real estate sales works, we have to master connections, then sales, then marketing, right? So if we build this huge marketing machine, but you suck at sales and you suck at connections, your whole business is going to be so exhausting when it doesn't need to be. And like unmeaningful too, right? Which mm. is a- yeah. I mean, the transaction mode you flip to, I think there's very few people that actually get off by that, right? <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's- good point. Hey, yeah, like these revolving door models that we see so often in the industry, it may work amazing for some, but for the women that I work with, they really love to feel fulfilled with what they're doing. And you really just, you don't get that if it's a churn and burn sort of model. Fair enough. hmm we know that agents struggle with scheduling calendars, just creating some rhythm. They haven't even thought through near the questions that you've already asked, like ideal business and that. But from a what's working standpoint, what you see or attempt to get these agents kind of working on a week by week basis, can yeah. you share some some thoughts on what what typically is a as a as a proper calendar slash schedule that we should follow? Um that, you know, that could probably for the most part be dropped on most of us. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. That's a cool question. So I think we have to flip our schedule expectations and we have to know that we are the business, right? So if you're not functioning in the best way possible, what's your business going to do, right? So if you have to function in the best way possible, we have to fit time for you into the schedule first. So what I think has to take priority is days off and things that have you living in your peak state, right? So days off at least one day a week, 
I know how revolutionary, right? <laughs> and then also looking at what time do you need just to fill up your own cup? So do you need time blocked with family? Like I have uh, ladies that I coach that have dinner with their families always booked off. Time off on certain days is booked off for their family. Time for their own hobbies and interests, right? Like you get to be a person outside of real estate, which also is like not talked about a lot, yeah. right? It's this culture where this is all you do 24 seven. So if we can flip that and give you your life back, it has such a crazy impact on your growth in your business because you come to your business thinking about it so differently. So time off first, whatever that looks like. If this is foreign territory to anyone listening, even half a day, get comfortable with that first, right? right. Baby steps. So time off. And then the second piece that I find absolutely critical and so game-changing is time for connection. Hmm. So we'll block a time in your schedule. I recommend an hour a day on the days that you're working. So like five days a week. And that hour can be spent with 30 minutes being for follow-up. So actually, you know, showing up like a leader, taking the reins, following up with the people who have had interest, right? Everybody that typically falls through the cracks. Yep. Even that, to anybody listening, I'd be so curious. If you were to spend 30 minutes just on follow-up a day, how much more income do you think would be earned in the average business over the course of a year? Oh, it's, I mean, uh, I, 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 I coach to this like four stage cycle of life. And one of them is, is that, that exactly that the follow-up, I call it the nurture. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it's wild. And that could be the linchpin that solves the scale mm -hmm. problem or the growth problem for many agents. Right. It, mm -hmm. I actually like how you, you do it instead of like, you know, a lot of our, predecessor coaches would 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 speak to you know the five five fours and the power hours sure we don't define the follow-up as a as a separate break like it's a different yeah. headspace to follow up than it does to lead generate mm -hmm. right and you you use the term connection time which yeah. i was like that's super cool because that flips it that's like that's what the follow-up is it's just how am i building and converting these relationships is a different vibe than I'm just following up with a lead, which nobody really wants to do. Yeah, totally. And even that language, right? Like following up with a lead is such an impersonal way to look at it. And the intention is sales and aggressiveness. And even how we were sold this whole concept of you must make your calls every day. Like the standard that I keep on seeing is you must make 40 calls a day. Good Lord. Can you imagine like realtors are under so much pressure already. And if I'm, you know, shoving that concept down their throat, make 40 calls a day. Like it's too much. It's too much. So if we just focus on connection, you have 30 minutes for your follow-ups, whatever happens during that 30 minutes, that's great, right? There's no pressure around on how long each of those follow-up calls should be just connect, just follow up. Um, and then the, the remaining 30 minutes is to connect with your database. Mm. Yeah. So just creating a container where it's positive and you have a different outcome rather than this forced pushy model can totally change how you show up for that hour. Um, so those two things together, follow up and connecting with your database, just sit with that for a second and think about, okay, if I just dedicated I just committed to that chunk of time, what would happen in my business? And it's crazy because I ask this question a lot to people who are interested in joining the mastermind and different programs. The numbers that they give me are like mind blowing. If they were just to commit to those two pieces and simplify it just down to that, typically it's, you know, at least six figures that they're adding to their business just from those two components. I agree. This is where I've seen people in our market who you know are social butterfly type. And they're just, they they were always the most extroverted group in their high school. And they've turned their real estate business. And you know, they almost have zero organization. But because of the people connection that seems to be at their core, yeah. whether they just, it's just they like a night out, but they those are people continue to push out huge numbers in this business without all the sophistication that can come from building a, you know, a, 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 fi a finely tuned real estate business. And you're right. It's yeah. built off the backs of just, I love connecting. Right. And yeah. that's crazy. Right. Even if you're introverted though, right. It works really well because you have that dedicated space to have 
an in-depth one-on-one conversation. It could be a cool get together with a ton of people. Awesome. That's connection time too. Amazing. Life of the party, go for it. But if that's not your style and you're more introverted, it can be really cool one-on-one conversations too. So that could fill you up as well. So it works for both types. Love it. Yeah. What do you find today with the evolution of, you know, video and so much like electronic communication versus the, you know, the phone calls, the in-persons that when you and I started the business, it was all about, we didn't have to sign papers in person, right? Mm -hmm. You know, what, what do you find is working from a client care perspective that really creates that wow vibe as you're coaching these agents through the client experience, which I know is never coached anymore. Nobody talks about client experience. Nobody talks. It's just video, video, social, social. Um, Have you noticed how people are making those positive client raving fan experiences today in today's world? Have you noticed anything that stands out? I love this question. I think it's so critical. And I think this is so fascinating to see how many referrals you can increase in your business because you focus in on the client experience, right? So in the elevated mastermind, that's something that we get into. So we just went through an elevated listing experience and how every single piece of it really matters. And you can show up as a leader because you have a clear process and it gives people so much trust in what you're doing. But if you don't have that clear process, then it can feel a little wobbly. It can feel a little shaky, right? And a lot of realtors will say that's one piece that they're really shaky in is I don't have a process. I don't have a system. So really looking at how can I create something that's so simplified for my clients How do I get clarity on what my steps are? And this doesn't have to be long and complicated, but just getting that mapped out Mm -hmm. can really shift how you show up, can change your confidence because you know what's next. And it totally changes the client's confidence in you too, because you're saying, okay, we're complete on this step. Here's our next steps. Here's what we're going to take care of. Um, And tech can support that process so, so well. There's so many different programs that can support client experience, which I think is amazing. Um, But it's just whatever works for you personally, right? I mean, and when we talk, the word system and process, you bring that up with somebody who's feeling a little bit squirrely, a little bit overwhelmed, they instantly clam up, right? Because they're thinking that that can feel so big. But like you just said, it just needs to have a simple roadmap. So when this happens, we do this, and then I do that, and then at this, and then you're right. The softwares are then the final step, right? That That's like, as we go, it can simplify and automate. But I, I, so many people get to this point, I find that just, they pause, they're, they're confused, they're overwhelmed with the word system and process, but yet we just need to just put down pen to paper so we can follow something with a rinse and repeat. Is that, is that, is that kind of where you're going to? Totally. Yeah. And, or we'll get caught up in, we'll see like a, we'll go to a cool seminar or we'll watch a cool webinar and there'll be all these like add on razzle dazzle features uh-huh. before we're even clear on what our base is right. Mm-hmm. Before we even have a foundation on here's how I operate. Here's what you guys can expect from me right? Those base pieces, we're focusing on the razzly dazzly. Oh, and I need to do this client gift and I need to send a video here and I need to do that. Cool. But get the foundation solid first, right? Yeah. I like how you talked about leading, right? When we're finally in the stage of with an active client and we're going through that process, it is our job to lead. It is our job to lead and show confidence. And it is just being ahead of the questions and and knowing how you're going to get them from A to Z mm-hmm. versus generally in a nurturing or a follow-ups, or like you said at the beginning with lead generation, that's all us like reacting, right? We're constantly reacting because a lot of times it's at their whim. But now when we're in active client work, like you said, we're leaders now. And just that flip needs to change. Yeah. And I think it's, Interesting because I think we can build a business that is completely proactive instead of reactive. Mm. So even for our follow-up, can we be ahead of it and say, hey, you mentioned that you were thinking about summer. 
I wanted to check in. Let's get out and look at these properties just so you can get a feel for it now. I think it's going to be so great to have that time and space to kind of process what's out there, what it looks like versus online to get into the properties. You can be proactive with follow-up as well. Absolutely. I think that's really, really cool to get into that space. Um, but showing up as a leader is so damn cool. And we're encouraged often to the opposite, right? Like if you take any sort of uh, contract course or anything, it's don't you dare lead, <laughs> right? Everything is their lead. Um, but buying or selling real estate is one of the top three scariest things that people do in their lifetime. Mm. And I think we forget about that in the realtor role, right? We forget about their fears are at their max and they're just looking for someone to guide them through. So if you have that clear process and you can say, I've got you, here's what we're going to do. Here's our next steps. It is such a relief to them. Yeah. No kidding. What do you find's working now? And this might tie in really nicely with kind of like this idea of your ideal business. I mean, there's so much talk about personal branding. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, you've got a beautiful brand when I go to your website oh, and, you know, you. I mean, you've got this, like, you can tell you, you've put out exactly the, you know, what you want to be. So when you think of personal branding, what do you, what do you, what do we coach agents to do right now? Like what is personal branding and what is something they don't maybe have to concern themselves too much with when you think about this? Cause I, I hear this everywhere and it, again, it can overwhelm folks. Yeah. So what do you feel is overwhelming right now? What do you feel is the message that people are, are given constantly? I think, you know, what, with, with personal brand, generally what follows is followers, subscribers, right? Uh, am I, am I a brand that people remember? And it's like, am I the, the biggest fish when I go hashtag this in my local market? And that, people are like, well, there's already somebody with that many. And there's already somebody that gets that many views. And they're like, they hear personal branding. And they're like, mm -hmm. well, I can't be as big as them. Or that would take me years. Or, you know what I mean? And then they just pause and the word personal branding just stops. And they just go back to what they're doing. But what, what would you say personal branding is for you? Yeah, totally. And it's so funny, because I think we get into it thinking that it's like a popularity contest. Mm -hmm or a competition. Like, oh, do I choose this niche because no one's over here? Right? Oh, do I cho choose this platform or this hashtag because it's really popular and I need to get on this bandwagon? Um, but I think personal brand is just taking a really big stand for you and your values and what you represent and getting loud about that and knowing that it's safe to be loud about how you operate, right? So I think there's so many cool things that we can do with personal brand. The interesting thing that I find, so with personal brand, I'm actually dedicating a full day to branding at my next mastermind luxury retreat because it's so critical. And I think personal brand has the ability to transform how you think about yourself first. So I think has, as you're developing your personal brand, it's for you first. What do you want to be all about? What excites you? What are you wanting to get into, right? So for a lot of the ladies that I work with, they'll do a lot of work on mindset, shifting their belief systems and things like that so that they're hitting these outrageous goals, you know, like 500, 600, 700, and their identity has shifted and personal brand now gives them an opportunity to allow this internal change to be reflected externally. Mm. Right. So the change happens first internally. They start showing up as a different person. They start elevating everything, how they're thinking, their beliefs, their standards. And then their brand gives them the opportunity to show that to the world, what they're about, what they stand for. Yeah. And if, I mean, if you think about it, if it's anything other than what you just described, mm -hmm. it'll show cracks. It won't be continuous. There'll be misses. And it'll be like, who the hell is that person? Because there'll be a totally. little of this, a little of that. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like that slow down to speed up moment. Again, if you are able to be you authentically, well, for one, you'll be up late at night doing it because you're excited, right? You'll be up mm -hmm. early because you're like, that's me and I'm all about this versus this, you know, manufactured version or this, like, like you said, should have a brand yeah. and that should mean something. Um, 
That's a that's a deep one. That that one pulls pulls deep. I think even for me when I think about what the hell I'm trying to put out to the world, right? So yeah, and it's such a cool filter for like I love the expression "birds of a feather flock together." So what you put out into the world is what you're going to get reflected back, right? So if you have very high standards, let's say let's say you're trying to get into a different price point in your market right? Let's say you're inching up to a different price point. If what you're putting out into the world reflects where you were two years ago, lower price point, different mindset, different beliefs, different standards, you're going to keep on getting that same sort of client, right? right. But if you up-level your personal brand to reflect where you are now, and where you're going, then you're going to start getting those types of people coming into your world because they resonate with that message. Yeah, for it's sure. Such a cool filter that way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I got a question for you. When it comes to, when we kind of hinted at the beginning about when you went niche down the world of coaching women, because there's like a lack of that. And then you've learned, you know, within those walls, within the Elevate Mastermind, within the coaching calls, how to like further tap into that to create success. If you flip it now over to us, some dudes out here listening, what yeah. are you noticing that? you think has been unpacked within all of your specifically women coaching journey that we are overlooking completely as men out there in this industry have you noticed anything that you say man if only the men that i see out there took a bit of this on they would be better off but of course that's not who you're spending a specific time with does anything come to mind when you're like yeah you guys you know there's probably some growth here from you <laughs> Oh my God, I love this question. I've never been asked this. Damn, that's so cool. Yeah, so I think um, probably a big piece is mindset, right? Like, so there's a lot of teaching that's very linear and process and tactic driven, right? But really tapping into mindset, are there ways where you can be thinking bigger so that you're naturally showing up bigger without having to dive into more and more tactics? You know what I mean? So can there be a mindset shift where you can start to disintegrate a limiting belief that's perhaps holding you back? Like, oh, I can only ever make 200, whatever, right? Can we look at the mindset piece and put in some new beliefs that could really propel you forward without what I see happening quite a bit is yeah, cool. Now I have to get into the tactics and I have to have the 50 tabs open and I have to create the spreadsheet on how to do this. And da, 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 da. But what if there was a simpler way that just started with a radically different belief system? I could see that for sure. But like every guy listening would be like, yeah, that's something I never play. I never open that tab in my mind to even go down that path. Cause you're right. This equals this to that equals to that. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that, right? It's just cool to look at the other side of it. So a cool way to kind of break that down further is if someone listening has a really cool goal that they're going after, right? Whatever that is, an income goal, let's say, what is the limiting belief that's stopping them from getting to that goal? And if they can look at that and answer that, fill in the blank, whatever that limiting belief is, and really start to disintegrate that and plug in a different belief, it will have them showing up differently, taking different actions, you know, have it taking bolder actions that perhaps they couldn't before when they were tied up in the world of process. Fair enough. Now you've been able to, you and I are both big on culture, always have been, you know, with my growth and build out of Redline, you were part of a large firm for that had, you know, there was a group of you guys that were really close to each other. You joined the Tom Ferry world. And again, there was a culture there. Now you've decided to take your coaching to the whole nother level where it's not just individual folks, it's bringing them all of that one-on-one -on -one coaching into these yes. group settings, right? Yeah. So can you walk us through why you did that and maybe the impact of what that's done? Because it's one thing to coach individuals who are all in disconnected to each other versus mm -hmm. this mastermind attempt um, to pull people together, which is an, would not be easy, right? Logistically, you know, for everything and the commitments. But I'd love to hear your take on this uh, and, and what you're seeing from your end. Yeah, it has been outrageous. So, oh my gosh, <laughs> it gets me so excited. So bringing together a group of like-minded women who all have huge goals, you know, 
who knows what could happen in that sort of environment. It has been wild because they've fed off the energy of each other and the excitement and the enthusiasm and the growth that I'm seeing in the group is like startling. It's so mind-blowing already to see the growth that's happening just by being surrounded by a group of like-minded women who are up to outrageously big things. So they are elevating every single area of their business and life. It has been wild to see. And it's so interesting because when you think about, I was walking people through an exercise. If you think about the top people, top five people that you spend your time with, and especially for women, if you think about the top five women that you spend your time with, and you just start to look at what's the average income of those people that you're spending the most time with, for most people, it's way below their goal income right? So getting people into a container where everyone's goal income is just wild and outrageous and amazing. You have totally different conversations. You show up differently. You take bigger risks, right? You go for things that maybe you would have held back before. The group support and energy just fuels everyone to go to another level. Yeah, no, that that makes a ton of sense. And I've always, I've always felt, and maybe it's not just me, but in real estate, you're, you know, you we're full entrepreneurs, right? That's yeah. the, I mean, you know, but you show up at the hockey rink or you show up at the soccer field, or you show up at the dance studio, whoever you are, man or woman, generally the person beside you is not right. Mm-hmm. There's the few business owners, a few real big professionals, but it's such a mix. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, I find even within those circles, because when you have kids, you're in those circles as your friend groups, mm-hmm. there's such a mix and mix is good. But when it's trying to drive towards intention, like a growth in your business, I could see how this, this container idea that you've put together would just supercharge this uh, for folks. Yeah. yeah. It's been such a crazy catalyst. And the interesting thing that was so cool to see right off the bat. It was instant synergy with the group. Um, so we started off at a luxury retreat in Scottsdale. That's where they got to meet everybody. Hard place to like connect, right? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Fairmont Scottsdale. It was so gorgeous. We had our own private sommelier. Oh, it was a vibe. So, (laughs) but the cool thing was it was instant collaboration. So there was no competition. It was just collaboration with top producers they were sharing all these ideas, sharing different files, sharing different marketing pieces. Everything was complete collaboration, which was so incredibly amazing to see right off the bat. Yeah. So if that's the tone and they're all pushing each other, holding each other accountable to get up to really big things, it's just insane to see what's happened in a really short time already. If somebody's never experienced that before, um, it is like, this is not a pitch for coaching or masterminds, but there's a reality to, if you've been in those circles mm-hmm. and you've been around that collective group of folks, it changes you. It changes your mindset. And if you don't have it, I suggest you seek it. If you're man, woman combo, because there's been moments in my world where I've been around it. Mm-hmm. There's moments where I've stepped out because I've outgrown one. And then mm-hmm. Every time I do, I'm craving that next that next ecosystem. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Big time. Yeah, it's hard to explain unless you've been through it. And it's just so big, right? It grows mm-hmm. bigger than you can think. Totally. Well, I mean, I, I got to commend you for pulling that out. So is the current, just based on your, your mastermind that you run, the Elevate Mastermind that you can get on your website. And it's mm-hmm. just elisemontgomery.com, right? That's right. Yeah. That's closed for the year. Is that how it is? This is a it's cl- closed or- for the year. Yep. Because I wanted everyone to have that connection. I wanted them to go on that full year journey together. I didn't want it to get interrupted by stops and starts with new people joining. Um, yeah. So the next round will be open for 2024 and there's going to be a wait list started. So if anyone awesome. is interested, they can definitely message me to get on the wait list. Um, but just to have that container that everyone goes through for the whole year is so, so powerful. Well, that would lead me to, I wrote in prep for this was the word commitment, long-term compound effect. And mm. I could just see like, these were things that would, you know, you didn't write that on your websites, but this ability to connect for the year, commit mm-hmm. to an advance so that we can generate a compound effect of value. That must've been things, of course, you were thinking about when it was, when you were putting this together. Yeah, definitely. And I know you've been through that sort of experience, right? So you can speak to it 
firsthand. Um, the other piece with it too is I really wanted everyone to look at elevating. That was a huge theme, elevating every piece of how you show right. up in the world. So everything was done with that intention in mind. So how you operate in your business, your systems, your brand, um, you know, your business plan, everything gets elevated, simplified, uh, and really giving yourself that opportunity to step into that next level, your future self. Even the locations were chosen with that in mind. You know, how would your future self be traveling where would they go right. and those destinations were chosen that way right yes amazing so let me hit let's hit the listeners with a few little ones so yeah. what what would you recommend as a, a favorite book recently or even right now you might even be reading that you're just in love with is there a favorite book out there for, for oh us my god okay i'm the biggest book nerd Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Um, so I love, love, love. I read it every year. Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Right. Harv Eker. Have you read that one? I haven't. No. Oh but my God. It. Get it on the list. It's so good. Yeah. So that would be one that I would start with. Um, you are a badass at making money is really incredible. God, there's so many that I would, that I would choose. Those would be my top two to start with really opening up to bigger ways of thinking get in the money flow in a cool way those would be my top picks to get started amazing is there a uh, is there a favorite podcast you're listening to right now too oh i don't know <laughs> maybe re-education there you go right there we and go that's, yeah that's a given that's already That'd be on a the top bucket. pick absolutely <laughs> i love what you're doing with it i think it's so cool to get so many different perspectives it's awesome yeah, there's certainly no like niche that I'm going after. It's just finding great people that can provide, you know, a conversation, right? But yeah, connection. That's awesome. Favorite go-to lead generation strategy that you, you know, if you were back in this business, if I plunked you anywhere, you know, mm -hmm. where would you go to, right? I know what I would do in my world, but what would you start to pick up with? And if, if you were back in the business? Oh my God, database 1000%. Yes, absolutely. I actually, I have this theory that every single person in real estate can make at least multiple six figures, but I would venture a guess if you were to go deep on your database, there's at least a half million dollar business there for everyone that's willing to do the work on it. I agree. Yeah. I know in your role, and now what you're calling the gold mine, mm -hmm. um, um course and so this is a this is a course you put together but you're rolling it forward here i think you're announcing it into april right um you want to comment on that a little bit yeah for sure so i'm going to announce in april um the gold mine live so it's five different modules and it takes you from maybe a hot mess that your database is in right now so we go through everything to get your database system to 10 out of 10 so that looks like choosing a CRM, the right one for you, getting it all organized, knowing how to actually connect with people in a way that doesn't sound salesy or pushy, having those great conversations, how to get sales from your business in a way that doesn't feel gross, all those different pieces, having a clear communication plan throughout the year. Um, so it's all those pieces that people are overwhelmed by or don't even know where to start. I'm just going to put it out on a silver platter for everybody and walk them through it live. So we can go through it together, have that accountability, have questions answered back and forth. Um, and that's coming out in April. Awesome. Yeah. As we near the end of the hour here, I thought one thing that came to mind, I thought you've, you've been around such amazing women. You've I've seen some of like the growth in her or just because you were happened to be in the same market. So I see this a little bit. Do you have any game changer stories that you've witnessed that you'd, you'd be willing to share around just how somebody's turned their business and where they've like made these adjustments and where you've just really seen them change that, that you could share just something to leave somebody with some inspiration about, I can do this too, um, as we, as we get near the end here. Oh my Lord. Oh man. I don't even know where to start. I have so many. Give me another hour. Um, so, so one that comes to mind that I love so much. Um, so just so you know, right off the bat, coaching is so private and so personal. So I hold that, you know, mm -hmm. very near and dear to my heart. So I'm very clear around confidentiality. So I won't ever share anything unless it's been I've been given the green light to share that. So names and things like that I'm very private about just because coaching is a very private experience, as you know. Um, so with that one client that I had, she started with me and, you know, she 
had goals, but wasn't really open to the big numbers. Oh, that's not possible for me. That's not possible for me, you know? And she just couldn't get into that mindset of thinking even bigger. So worked with her, coached with her. She's in the mastermind as well. It's the coolest thing. She's such a go-getter and has such an open mind now to see what's possible. Last year, she took seven months off and still did well over multiple six figures. Whoa, there you go. That's a life by design damn, right there. Damn. <laughs> yeah, so cool. And that was her standing for something wildly different than what she sees in her local market. I mean, that's just the thing. Just like... I, I've seen it. I've even personally gave myself these limitations and beliefs around, you know, I should be doing this. And, you know, should I be blocking my calendar at 3pm to pick up my kids? And, you know, should I feel guilty for that? And it's like, it takes a bit to shape those things when you're saying, mm -hmm. this is the business that I want for me. Mm -hmm. And of course, sometimes it it changes the income potential, but sometimes it doesn't, like you said, if you structure it properly. Mm -hmm. Um as we leave the podcast, any kind of like last bits of messaging that you just didn't get to feel like you could share about like just just what it is like to to be in this business and what's capable and what's possible for us as we leave the show? Oh, man, I'm so grateful for this industry because anything is possible and you get to determine what you want to create. And that's such a rarity in this world that you can have an industry where you can create whatever you choose, right? This gets to look like whatever you want. And this can be something so powerful that can produce great amounts of wealth. It can grow great investments. It can give you so much financial ease. It can give you so much fulfillment with the types of people that you get to meet and how you get to help them and you get to be there for them at that stage of their life where everything feels unknown and uncertain and you get to guide them through that. How freaking lucky are we that we get to create whatever we choose going forward? Yeah, I mean, it's if ever we need like a gut check and I, you know, I, was, I brought this up with my agents not that long ago. Again, like I just said, at the start of this, the whole little mini keynote I shared was we do not um, sell houses for a living, right? Mm -hmm. I just, and, there, and it was, we help people transition through their major life moments for a living. That hits different, right? When we are in that mindset, supporting people in that way, we can change this overwhelm of to-do list, checklist, have to do this. And, mm -hmm. and you're right. You couple that together with build the one that, 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 Build, build the life you want for you is pretty impactful. And uh, as a coach, it's pretty cool to see that materialize. I'm sure from your end, because you've been doing this longer than I have, you know, from a from a one on one perspective. So um, yeah, it's the coolest, like to see women who perhaps were at six figures, now look to go to seven figures, right? And see that journey. See, the coolest thing is not the income, the coolest thing is who they become, mm. you know, how they show up, who they become as women, how confident they are, how they look at the world, how they view different problems, how they view different solutions, you know, how they feel about themselves. Oh my Lord, that is the coolest thing to witness, to see the transformation in who they are. Yeah. So powerful. Yeah. I mean, maybe we'll finish with this. You are, I don't know if you want to tease out, I mean, this whole concept of build whatever we could. I know the model that I'm a part of was a big reason we took our agents here was to to build this idea. Let's build a frothy career, but mm -hmm. let's build some wealth as we go. And I know mm -hmm. you felt that as well. Is it is it too early to bring up that like the next thing that you're going to talk, that you're going to be rolling out or should we? Pause? No, I love it. I love it. So nobody knows yet. So <laughs> <laughs> inside scoop for Darren. Um, so launching on May 10th, so all the details will come out before then, uh, but launching on May 10th is my newest course. It's called Wealthy Woman in Real Estate. And it's all around that, like, let's actually keep a ton of what we're making. Let's have a lean business. Let's not be spending a ton. Let's look at ways that we can make even more, save even more, invest even more, you know, look at simple ways to increase sales that don't have to cost a ton. Look at how we're organizing our accounts, you know, 
how are we approaching the accountant and taxes and all these different things. I don't think we have that conversation enough. And I really wanted to go deep on it because what I've seen with the women that I coach on that is it's wild to see the shift in how much they can keep, how Mm. much they can invest when they just look at it differently, when they set things up a little different. Lovely. Yeah, you're right. It's not talked about. We're all just, it's an afterthought for most folks. Mm -hmm. And like you said, we can make a lot of money, but oftentimes there's not a lot left over for whatever reason, because life just happens, right? Um, But I love that you're putting that on. I'll be excited to hear how that goes as as the year progresses. So uh, I got to say thank you for being on the show and and going deep with me and going tactical and just, again, filling this niche as well for this for this world. Uh, I I know that many of the ladies just just love that they're a part of your your world. So um, that speaks volumes. So uh, again, thanks for being on the show. And and I uh, can't wait to have you again next time. So Oh, I'm so grateful to be here. It means so much. And it's been so cool to see your journey in the industry too. It's so amazing. I need to interview you so we can pick your brain about all the cool stuff that you're up to too. There you go. Um, yeah. But I, I super appreciate it. I'm so grateful to be here. Thanks, Darren. Amazing. Well, thanks everybody. Uh, we'll catch you next time on another Re-Education Experience podcast. Thank you.